Welcome to another episode of the Adam and Dr. Drew Show Classics. I am your host, Big Brother Jake, a.k.a. Jake Warner, my government name. Let's get it cracking. Up first, episode 548 that aired on March 30th, 2017, legendary wrestler Diamond Dallas Page stopped by to talk about his career, yoga, and the meaning of life. I could be lying, but find out for yourself. Diamond Dallas Page in studio. Good to see you, my brother. Great to see you guys. Look how high you mean my mic. <laughs> well, we want you to sit up straight. We so you're your yoga drink water. Uh, DDP yeah. yoga. <laughs> this stuff is uh, amazing, and uh, the app is available on iTunes, and uh, it's just a great story. I, I don't know if you saw the doc, The Resurrection of Jake the Snake, Drew, but it is, uh, boy, talk about a transformation. Uh, so Diamond Dallas Page was beat up by many, many years of wrestling, and so are many other guys by many, many yeah. years of wrestling. <laughs> and uh, it's it's probably the most unnatural thing you can do to your body. I mean, honestly. <laughs> when you fall for the first time, like, you got to fall flat, right? The first thing you want to do is bring your arm back. Like, that's right. what everybody does. You start falling off your chair, you bring your arm back. When you bring your arm back, you're going to whack your elbow or throw your shoulder out. So they make you... Like, do, like, the craziest thing. Like, a guy's on all fours, and you bring your hands on his back, and you get your feet up in the air, and then you just fall. Right. Yeah, yeah. I remember I went to wrestling camp once with Jimmy, and I remember doing a whole bunch of unnatural stuff. (laughs) Jimmy, if you see that bit, he got thrown at the end. And he got jacked up. He did not get up quickly. Nah, I felt bad for laughing, but it made <laughs> it made for good television. But uh, yeah, it is one of these things where it is unnatural, and people look at it as oh, this sort of you know violent ballet or something. But that's these it. guys are taking a beating. That's it. I mean, what's 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 natural about ballet though? Walking <laughs> around on your tiptoes, man. But it's an art, you know. And uh, really, what we do is an art because we're trying to get you and just get that element of disbelief. Like in like those two, like we were, uh, me and Randy Savage, ooh, yeah, the macho man, you know, that guy, uh, snapping to a Slim Jim. Like he was amazing. And he was a god for years. When me and him wrestled together, we were the feuded year in 1997. And I'd have people come up to me all the time and go, you know, I know this, it's wrestling. A lot of that stuff's fake out there. But you and Savage, you hate each other. I loved him, yeah, but I hate him on TV. Well, it's it's a it's you like want, the, the Andy Kaufman thing, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. We right. want to talk about a group, though, Drew. I mean, you hear about NFL interior linemen, and you hear about the, the abuse of painkillers and the life after the NFL, and so on and so forth. But I don't know anyone who has a worse batting average than professional wrestlers in terms of. Drug abuse, uh, joint stress, you know, I mean, these guys, I, 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 more than, it's funny because you think, well, football, now there's a sport or whatever, but you take football, you take baseball, you take basketball, you take bull riding, you take boxing, you take MMA, you take any sport, and you show me the average guy 10 years after he got out of the sport, I don't think there's any guys worse off physically than wrestlers. Well, they, first of all, we have no season. I remember being when Whoopi had uh, uh, these Hollywood squares. So I was out for one of those. And someone's like, hey, DDP, uh, when's your season? When's your off time? Uh. When I'm injured. 
<laughs> and when you're injured, you got to take pain kills and go out. And like pain see, pills. today, the, the WWE's wellness, and I'm not blowing smoke, I'm shooting here. They have the best wellness program of anybody because you can't even take a pain pill unless it's like it goes right through them. But back in our day... That's how we did that. And Jake in the movie, you know, he's addicted to everything. One night we're out. I became like Jake's gopher. Like I would do it, whatever Jake, because I wanted to learn from the master. And one night we're out after working and he throws a Percocet in his mouth Mm. and he chews it up. And I think it's a Percocet, but I'm not positive because they taste horrible. Right. So I said, Jake, was that a Percocet? He goes, yeah. I go, why would you chew that? Those taste like shit. He said, it goes right into your system. I've seen you take a few. How many are you taking today? I don't know, nine, ten. Like, not even thinking about it. Like, that might have been 15 or 20. Right. And I said, why are you taking so many? He said, they lose their potency after a while. So remember, I'm 36 years old at the time. I've just started. Like, I started at 35 and a half. I'm thinking... I need those things to work. And the reason why they don't work as well, because you mix them with the booze. They don't work as well because you get, you get tolerant to them over <laughs> right, time. And right. you just have to escalate the dose until you stop breathing and then you die. That's it. So we have a lot of guys. Go. Diamond Dallas Page, basically, um, you know, how do you keep the weight off? Well, then, so then it becomes this horrible negative cycle, which is your joints are killing you. Right. So you can't move. So you put weight on, and now it's more stress on your joints. So how do you keep the weight off? How do you exercise? How do you get mobility back when you don't have mobility? And so DDP yoga came about, which uh, I just think is sort of ingenious because that was the only way guys like you and a lot of these other guys Mm -hmm. who are essentially bad, you couldn't hit the treadmill. But, you know, for me, it was all out of necessity because I'm that guy who wouldn't be caught dead doing yoga the first 42 years of my career, my life, period. But when you start wrestling so late, I've, I'm the first guy to ice my body. No one in professional wrestling iced their body for years, and they're watching me do it. Put the ice on my knee, wrap it up, put it on my back. What are you doing? Um, taking down the inflammation. Right. And they laughed at me. I mean, they had played a lot of fun with me on that. Today trainers they got it all but back then when i got to 40 and my career took off in 1996 i was on 270 nights a year hitting the mat and it would be the equivalent of a main event mat that i was wrestling in five six car accidents Mm -hmm. in a match and my body is taking a serious beating but the adrenaline of that 22,000 people and just the you're living the dream at a whole different level and it got to a point where now I'm like top guy in the world and I blow my back out I just signed a multi-million dollar three-year deal I don't get paid if I don't wrestle so three different spine specialists told me my career's over now this is where DDP yoga comes from and Depression, you know, the whole deal. But I pull myself out of that because I don't stay depressed. I get depressed, but I don't stay there. I find that way to attitude of gratitude to get myself out of that hole. Okay, what are we going to do? And I was married at the time, and she was like, you really need to try You need to try yoga. It could help you. She knows how I feel about it. So reluctantly, I went down, and she showed me a cup. No, I'm not doing that one. No, not doing that one. And I find the power yoga. Okay, I'll try that. I can't do anything. I can't do the moves. <laughs> Soup, I'm so inflexible at the moment. And I keep doing it, though. 
and I figure out the modifications. And in less than three weeks, I start to feel a significant difference. Now, I'm doing the rehab, too, and I've had both shoulder surgeries, both knee surgeries. So I know a little bit about rehab and breaking up scar tissue. So I mix the rehab with the yoga positions. Then I throw in old school calisthenics, slow burn movement, because I can't go up and down. Right. I can't hit the weights. I'm doing them on my knees, the push-ups where I lower for three, hold for three, come up for three, lower for three, hold for three, then go into Cobra and the down dog. Eventually, I get off my knees. Eventually, those three seconds become five, five become ten, ten becomes sets of ten. My body's getting stronger. Like I can feel like I'm going to get back in this ring. Less than three months. What is today known as DDP Yoga? I'm back in the ring. I feel the same way. I tell you, I feel about yoga the same way I feel about med- meditation, which is everybody, it, it's easy to make fun of, but everyone would benefit from it. And we talk to people all the time who are like, I'm supposed to get back surgery or I'm whatever. And it's like, just start getting into yoga, start stretching, start, start something, but anything but just go under that knife. The worst thing, man, and the Hulk has had eight back operation now the guy who i've been reaching out to today big time though tiger woods one Mm -hmm. of the greatest athletes we know ever greatest golfer he has had bad back problems and he's had three operations like if i got with him before he had that operation i know i could turn it around because i just know what i'm doing and i've figured out a way to i don't i it's it's a i mean it's weird but i do i look i don't have back problems with everybody we've talked to that has them I just don't know anybody who wouldn't benefit from this versus the night. You knife. had him when you were depressed, remember? I did. Yeah. I did have him when I was. I had a combination of being depressed and you know w- working on a roof all day. And you <laughs> you like fall off over. a scaffolding with a power draw, off a scaffolding. power saw on your. No, finger. I haven't. I have not had a, and I haven't had a back ailment since I started doing what I wanted to do. Right. That wasn't wrestling. I was doing comedy, so I didn't have to worry about it so much. But, boy, there's a couple things with the back. When I was – when I hated my job and I hated it with a passion, I would wake up Monday morning at 6.15 and go, I can't turn my head. My neck felt like Mm. it was filled with poison. That's what it felt like. People Mm. say, what do you feel like? Oh, I felt like there's poison in my neck. Like I can't (laughs) – if you stand behind me and say, boo, I have to walk around to see who you are. I'm not going to turn my head. I've been there. And and Drew knows I'm not a puss. I have like a high pain tolerance, and I was immobile. And and I was young and strong. It's just that's where my mind was at. And the second I met Jimmy and the second I got on the radio and the second I started doing comedy, I've never had another – Back and I've continued to, you know, box and well, the, be the active way, though, and do stuff. The way this stuff is really perpetuated today is with the painkillers. Right, it guarantees it. As you said, more than two weeks. We were talking about that the other day. More than two weeks of painkillers, you're on. It's game on now. Yeah, I wouldn't. Well, by the, I was so poor and whatever, I didn't even have an aspirin at my house. If my neck didn't work, I just lay back on my futon and hope to die. Like that. <laughs> that was it. Been there. <laughs> but uh, th- this. Again, like yoga is right up there with like meditation. Like if everybody just carved out a few minutes every day to do a little this and a little that, we'd have a much better society and everyone's back would be better. I, too. I can sign on to that. Welcome back and thanks for tuning in to the Adam and Dr. Drew Show Classics. Up next, we go to episode 447 where the one and only Judd Apatow made a surprise appearance, and it was funny, because it's Judd Apatow. Come on now, take a listen. Judd Apatow, 
Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, Judd, how you doing? I'm I'm doing good. You know, I was on Twitter because you know I'm addicted to Twitter, <laughs> and it said you're taking calls, and I thought I'd call in and find out how not to be addicted. Ah, that's very phone. funny. We had we had Bean call in last week. I talked about it today on K Rock of Kevin and Bean, yeah. and we. Uh, I don't want to be a one upper, but uh, Alec Baldwin called in once, doing the same thing. So evidently, there's a lot of celebrities that are just hanging around on Twitter. See, Trump is right. Twitter's a great communication <laughs> mechanism. It's, oh my god, it's it's totally ruining my life. I do the same thing every night, which is I'm in my room and I'm on Twitter. And then I'll go to my 14-year-old daughter's room, and she'll be on Twitter, and I'll go, get off of that. It's ruining your life. Back <laughs> <laughs> in my room, and I check the tweets I got while yelling at her for being on Twitter, and then that cycles for hours. Do you get, do you get horrible tweets also, like, like the rest of us, or all oh, pretty nice? I love the horrible tweets. As soon as someone tells me to screw off, I'm like, here we go. <laughs> I, 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 it, it cannot be anti-Semitic enough for me. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. I, like to, I, don't, I was thinking about it, I think, because I want to dominate. Like, I like knowing I'm smarter than somebody. So if they're awful to me, I'm so happy. Uh, is it, Judd, and, and don't let me graft my personal feelings onto you, but tell me if this rings true at all for you, Andrew. The part where they go, hey, you're dickhead, and your your mom eats bad pussy or something, I go, I don't care. But the part where they misquote you, you know, where they go, yeah, they, you they said this, what yeah. about that? Oh, you're yeah. such a hypocrite. Oh, yeah. And you're like, you're always talking about this. Oh, and yeah. you're like, I'm never talking about that. Like, the part where you're misquoted or misunderstood, that gets me. Does that get you, Judd? Well, what gets me is when they're when they, like, criticize me and they're correct. Ooh. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> like, like, like we'll be debating Donald Trump and they'll go, well, your movies are eight minutes too long every time. <laughs> well, John, I'm, I, I, I'm furious. I probably shouldn't give I should not tell people this. But since I've said it 10 times, I'll say it in 11th. I yeah. told people all the time, if you want to screw with me and somebody recently did this, I read a review of some movie I did on uh, Amazon. I go, if you really want to get to me, here's how to do it. Don't go minus 10 stars. I hate that guy, and I wish his kids would die. Go. I'm a big fan. <laughs> Usually love all his stuff. This wasn't his best effort. Two and a half. Oh, that's, brutal. That's the most brutal, brutal. right? Because the minus 1,000 stars, you go, oh, we just got a hater yeah. here. Better to start oh, yeah, with, no. I normally like Judd's work. Uh, hate that. Yeah. I love oh, that. No, you, that you is, it's painful when they're accurate. Uh, and then somewhere deep in your soul, you know they're right. Yeah, that's oh, the, that's where you, that's, that's where they so get you. I'll give Judd, by the way, a, a little plug. Judd Apatow and Friends Largo Theater. Oh, nice. oh that's tonight. Um, no, no, no. It's oh, it is. Tonight. Yeah, it is tonight. As you as you hear this, uh, Judd, who are the uh, friends, and what are you what are you doing? And I know you started. Well, I should say when you were doing Trainwreck, we were talking about you getting out and getting up and doing doing stand-up i believe is this part of that uh yeah you know i've been doing stand-up uh consistently for about the last two and a half years and i do uh benefits at largo once or twice a month and this one it's a 10 o'clock show with an old friend of mine i'm not allowed to say who it is but you know who it is uh adam sandler well i can't say who knows maybe it's rob schneider 
but you know who it is. <laughs> Judd's such a sweet guy. By the way, Judd, I, I, you know what? I was thinking about you the other day, and the reason I was thinking about you is uh, I have a movie that's coming out, another documentary, and I'll get you a copy if you like, and I think you'll Very enjoy well, it. Yeah. And I was just thinking, geez, it's weird. You sit around, you know, all these guys, you know, like Jimmy Kimmel has six million Twitter followers, and I was sort of sitting around going, well, we're going to do this movie on our own. And But I said, but I was probably a few people I could reach out to and ask them, hey, could you just shoot out a tweet, you know, let people know where to go to get the movie or whatever it is. And I was doing a stand-up show in New York, and I asked Judd at the time if he could do a little shout-out, a little tweet-out in my in my behalf. And uh, he was like, absolutely. And I was just sitting at my desk thinking about what a mensch Judd Apatow is uh, just the other day. just popped into my head. Uh, so you don't have to reply to that. Just let it wash over you, Judd, and let it... Wa- well, I think that's the most fun thing about uh, Twitter is... Out of the blue, for no reason at all, I can aggressively promote Todd Barry stand-up dates. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and you must get how many followers do you have, Judd? Uh, I'm uh, 1.7 million. So that's a lot. Drew, you got a lot. Yeah. What do you got? 3.2. 3.2. But if he shoots a tweet out right now, no one will answer him. No, they'll answer <laughs> with a bunch of hate. With a bunch of hate. <laughs> I only have 500,000, and I, I must say, I don't get much negativity, but if I go on Jimmy Kimmel Live and I do the angry tweets thing, uh, though they find them. <laughs> they always like, they have a baker's dozen to choose from. Uh, I feel like I've muted everybody that doesn't like me. Well, you know, I, you know like, what? Like a- it's funny you said that. I, I, I thought I'd put up a new policy and start blocking these people. They find tremendous joy in it, and then they inspire 50 other people to start firing at you to try to get blocked, too. Oh, really? Oh, oh. It's just like, come on. I've never blocked anyone. I don't know I blocked I don't one know person about three days ago, and I've just been under fire ever since. <laughs> True, you like it, though. Yeah, I- I get very little like like it used to be. I would say something negative about Trump, and I'd get hundreds of tweets. And now, like nothing. One guy, you it, know. Judd, what what other than the live show? I mean, your guys always got ten projects uh, going at the at the same time. Um, what's next? What's coming out next? What what do we should we look forward to? Uh, well, the main thing uh, right now is I produced an off Broadway show. Uh, with uh, uh, for this uh, great comedian uh, Chris Gethard, uh, and it's called Career Suicide, mm. and it's about uh, his life. It's a one-man show, and he talks about his alcoholism and his mental problems and his suicide attempts. But it's also really funny and uh, very relatable to people who've just had serious mental issues. Sounds like a laugh. You can go, it, <laughs> and it's kind of oddly hysterical because he just has a funny perspective and he's really reaching out and opening up about it. So you can get tickets to that at a career suicide show.com, but it's great. It got a rave in the New York times. He has a talk show on the, the fuse channel. He, he's really great. But Judd, that's kind of becoming your thing. And I don't mean that in a, a put you in a pigeonhole kind of way, but taking, you know, Amy Schumer and taking her life and taking all her foibles and then putting them out there in a comedic way. Yeah, I mean, I like to be the first person to try to figure out 
how to crack the code on how somebody would be in a movie or a TV show. Like, it's not as much fun to be the 20th movie for someone. It is sometimes with certain people, but it's really fun if someone's never started in a movie to go, how would they be a movie star? Like, why would I want to see them? What is it about their life that they should talk about? Uh, you know, that is the most fun, I think. Well, that's interesting. Well, and being, I don't know, I, I shouldn't say... You know, but fairly responsible for this phenomenon known as Amy Schumer. Like, I mean, obviously she was out there, but I think Judd was played quite a quite a pivotal role in her. You know, well, she is uh, so brave in her writing. You know, very few people, when I sit down with them to work on a script, have the courage to really dig deep into their emotional issues and come up with a comedy about them. And that's why I think the movie came out so well because I said to her, what, what, what's your issues? Why are you having trouble you know, meeting a nice man and having a healthy relationship? And she just told me, and then she put it in the movie. Well, I was just watching on cable and laughing the other day, and uh, it's, it's, it's got quite a nice uh, rotation on, I don't know if it was HBO or Showtime I was watching on, but anyway. Hey, so Judd, um, I'll tell you what, since you got stuff up and out and coming around and stuff. Uh, why don't you come around and do my show and do Drew's show and come in and do it do it in person when you when you got some time. I, uh, I'm happy to talk both show business and all of my physical problems <laughs> with Dr. Drew. Right on, uh, Judd. <laughs> I will uh, I will have my assistant uh, Matt send you out a uh, Blu-ray of the new documentary. I think you'll enjoy it. And I, I have to ask a cryptic what? question that Anne's going to get pissed off about. But that uh, last thing we were, you and I were talking about, any change in that? No, yeah. sadly, no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. That's a rough one. Yeah. And I got a new one to talk to you about. All right. Give me a call. So, yeah. I will. Adam, Adam, tough... Adam doesn't let me communicate with the world until he's done with me. So it'll be a couple hours now. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. Take care, guys. Right. Thank you, Judd. We'll be right back with more of the Adam and Dr. Drew Show Classics. We are back with the final clip of this episode. So let's get right to it. We check out episode 317 with the great Joe Coy. Yes, that dude's funny as hell. He joined Adam and Dr. Drew, and the laughs didn't stop. Here we go. Joe Coy in studio. Good morning, sir. One of our favorites, Joe Coy. He's got a new podcast, The Coy Pond, everyone. That premieres uh, this Tuesday, March 15th, on Corolla Digital. Subscribe now on iTunes. First guest, Angela Johnson. I'm I'm guessing it's Angela. Yes, it's Angela. Okay. She was on your show. She has that crazy nail salon bit that's got like 50 million. Oh, oh yeah. She's comedian great. Angela Johnson. Yeah. That's that Angela. I'm 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 uh, obsessed with her spelling of her name and always say to anyone just write Angela the way God <laughs> intended Angela to spell Angela yeah. because I I'm looking at now, it's got to be Angela, but you can look at it, Drew, and tell me what that – here's the problem. We're living in a world of insane Angela. names. Angela. Yeah, what I'm saying yeah, is Angela. We're, li we're living in a world of made-up names. Yes. Which is now well, – here's what people don't really realize. Drew, you tell me this. Yeah. When you bring this up, it affects that. Yes. I just had a conversation with Gary where I said, like, if we got a plug – and the plug says Friday, just say tomorrow, if it's tomorrow, right. or Friday slash tomorrow. Yeah. And he said, yeah, but it's...
Friday, you know, and I said, yeah, but oftentimes we have this problem where we take the plugs from a Adam Carolla show from three days ago and Just we slide it, it in yeah. and it turn and then it turns out where I go tomorrow or Friday and someone goes, oh, ugh, no, this is Saturday. Sorry. No. So it so what's it do? It puts a thing in your mind where you doubt everything. We just have a little kernel yeah. of doubt about, yeah. did that happen? Are we doing this? Yeah. Now, it didn't happen. But now that we're living in a world of made-up names, mm. when when I see A-N-J-E-L-A-H, I think, well, maybe this is a made-up name. It could be Sheila. Sounds like Angela, <laughs> but it could be could be something. Yeah. So I would I would like names to be just like words. Yeah. Like you just have a, word, yeah. have a way to spell them. Yeah. I hate it when I, I sign autographs and mm. it's a basic name and then you misspell it because you're, you're misspelling it by writing it the right way and then they sigh. Oh, like you were yeah. supposed to know that it wasn't spelled that I, I, I had a girl, her name was Amy, and A-I-M-E-E. I wrote A-M-E-E. Yes, yes. That's the one where I, I thought, oh, we've gone off the rail. Yes. But Amy was spelled A-I-M-E-E. That's yeah. a true story. Yeah. I spelled I the it same A-M-Y thing. and she went like this because it was on a t-shirt and she went, oh. Yep. I go, what? She goes, it's A-I-M-E-E. I go, no one spells it like that. <laughs> I, why I, did you tell me this when I when I, when I grabbed the, the Sharpie? Yeah. Well, why now do I want to give you a new shirt. Why do we need two Bryans, an I and a Y? Why? Split right down the middle, yeah. yes. by the way. Split right down the middle. It's exactly. like if somebody says, make this out to my, my son, Brian, or my grandfather, Brian. Well, grandfather's with an I. But For sure. If somebody says, make it out to my friend, Brian, you okay, I'll go here. I'll flip a coin. On the, on the coin, I'll have an, a capital I on one side and a Y on the other, and I'll just go write it that way because I have no idea because we have decided to take a name, split it right down the middle, and do it to... Wait, Catherine with a C, Catherine with a K. With split, a Y, R, Y, N, I, N, E. Carl. Yeah. Carl uh. with a C, Carl with a K. Mark. Uh, Mark. Is, uh, Mark pisses me off. Mark pisses me off, too. It's got to be a K. What? Yeah. Well, first off, because it's Mars <laughs> if it's with a C. It's insane that we have two different spellings for the exact same Word. Yes, word. I'm calling it a word. You're calling it a name. I'm just saying it's a word. It's At a, a word. certain point, it's a word, and it's Brian, or it's Mark. And then I like this part, too. I like when they get a little uh, falutin' about it, and they go, ha, you think I look like a Mark with a K? Oh. I'm Mark with a C. And it's like, no, you're Mark with a D, which is douchebag, you <laughs> asshole. Like, what are you talking about? Go ahead and you put that in your bit. Put that in your routine, like when people do it. You can have that one. But they literally go... Did it, do I look like yeah. a Brian with an eye? Yeah. It's yeah. like, I don't know what you look like. Yeah. I've never seen you before. There's not a particular look with that name. <laughs> not, there's not a particular IY look. Or yeah. if there is, I'm not perceptive enough to pick mm-hmm. it up. Yeah. Maybe somebody's. Maybe we can get Yuri Geller in here <laughs> and he can figure out how to fucking spell your name. Drives me insane. What is this, Drew? It's, it's, it's retarded narcissism, right? Yeah, well, who I, starts I, the names, though? The, the parents, ba- the right? The parents, yeah. I've got this kid. It's a special kid. It has a special name. You know, uh, all right. make up a name because he's I, so special. I will tell you, he started this. with sunshine and you know stupid sh- crap like that. But at least right? you can spell that. Yeah. Now this something autumn. Right. The point is this seasons. The um the, black yeah. people do it, but it's just you don't know how to spell their name. But then they still sigh. It's like ugh, it's Shaniqua yeah, but, but with a Q. But they don't apologize. They they, they, no. they go all the way to the end zone with it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's fine. Yeah, I have that's a problem true. with that. That's, no, look, that's just a, that's that's a, that's a way to correct. See, some people do it to correct you. 
Yeah. Yeah, but the parents are the ones setting the kid up for that, right? Yeah. Well, that's right. and they're they've ruined their kid, and right. now they're ruined, they were ruined, and now they're going to ruin their kid. So right. a lot of people just give crazy names yeah. so they can explain to you how to properly spell their name. Hey, yeah. It's it's right up there, uh, real quick. Yeah. When you go, um, when you go, person. Uh, it was hor- a horrible thing happened. Or was a rape victim, rape survivor. <laughs> it's just correction. It's, yeah. it, it, the it's left, it's angry left likes to correct. Yeah. yeah. Here's something that does need correction, which is our friends mm. at Onnit. As far mm. as peak performance, unique products, expertise from professional athletes. MCT oil dumped oh, in my coffee this morning. Oh, yes. Every day. I'm 100% pure coconut oil derived, quick, healthy energy. And I'm telling you something. If you have metabolic syndrome, it helps with weight management. Good in coffee, shakes, smoothies. Alpha brain enhances Drew, focus. You say drive, you have memory. metabolic syndrome. I do. What is that? It's uh, high blood pressure. It's it's sort of insulin resistance, high blood pressure, hypercholesterolemia, central obesity. They call it. You put your weight in the middle of your body, and uh, it's a certain metabolic type. And I, I've noticed that. Nah, I, that's I, in your head. On it, Warrior Bar, <laughs> Buffalo Meat Bar with 14 grams mm. of protein, 140 calories based. My, you're gonna love this, Adam. Mm. Lakota Sioux recipe. Mm. Lakota recipe. Yeah, I'm a more of a Choctaw. Nanache. I'm on the paprika. Alpha titi ta 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 We're just talking about here for our last show. Yes. All right, try them and more. Go to onnit.com slash Adam and you will save 10%. On it, O-N-N-I-T. Get on it. Onnit.com slash Adam. Joe Coy is going to be in Treasure Island in Las Vegas coming up March 18th. So that's just around the corner. And uh, many dates, you can uh, go to Joe, J-O, and then Koi, K-O-Y, dot com. I don't mean to keep playing the uh, the race card on this one, mm-hmm. on, but, the, on the name thing, but, but mm-hmm. I will say this. The Chinese, they just keep it to Chang and Lee. That's it. It's like they have like four names to well, choose now, from. They but, don't. You don't see a Chinese guy going, no, it's Chang. No, C-H-A-I-N-G. The Asians... Do the opposite, which is they go in your 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 name was Mitsuk and yeah. now it's Sue because or Sally. You went from Mitsuk to Sally. Why'd you go from Mitsuk to Sally? Because you want to come here and work and get along and get get going in life. And people not pronouncing your name is 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 troublesome. Yeah. And uh, listen, it's why Mike August is my hero. Why? Why is Mike August Adams hero? Why would we Why anyone's hero? It's certainly not his replies on his emails when uh, you say, uh, are we doing this on the 29th or the 31st? And he replies with, yep. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, sometimes yep. he'll reply, excellent. Yeah, sometimes he'll say excellent. Nice. Um, it's not for that. Mike August is my hero because Mike August's last name is spelled his real last name is T A M E R I L L O. Yeah, I E L L O. I E L L O. And guess who got tired of trying to tell people how to spell his last name? Mm. Mike August did. Guess whose middle name is August? Oh, like Mike that, August. So Mike August, I, I go through life with that guy because every time we check into a hotel, every time we go on the road, every time we get on an airline flight, every time we just walk through life and you'll just see him. Now, at the airport, because of security, it's got to be in his name. But everywhere else, he comes in and he goes, you have a, you have a car waiting for us? Yeah. Name, Mike August. August is in the month. And then he hangs up the phone. 
Now, if it, if it was Tamarillo. All day. It would be all goddamn day, yeah. and it would be confusion. So guess what? Mike did it for Mike, just like mom and dad of Mitsuk yeah. did it for little Mitsuk, who's now called Sally, because we can get the F on with our lives. Yeah. And we can be successful. And for some reason, as I've said, it marginalizes people in that you don't know it. You think you're carving out some unique whatever. Uh, We did an episode of Catch a Contractor, Black Family, and the daughter had a crazy name. Mm. Do you remember? I have no idea. (laughs) I think it... I think it was either Sizzaline or Nachilla. <laughs> Those are two of the worst. That's bacon. That's a Phil Hendry <laughs> joke. That's a Phil Hendry joke. I give him credit for that. I'm but crying right my, now. My Sizzaline. <laughs> so stupid. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening to the Adam and Dr. Drew Show Classics. I've been your host, Big Brother Jake, host of the Big Brother Jake podcast on the Podcast One Network. Remember to check back each week for new episodes. And while you're at it, don't forget to like, subscribe, and rate us five stars wherever you get your podcasts. Deuces! Deuces!